True Disciples, it's your girl Michaela, and I'm a co-host here with my handsome husband Rico Smith. Hey True Disciples, it's your boy Rico. Thank you for tuning in with another episode. For you guys who are first uh, tuning in for the first time, uh, welcome to the show. We love to have you. Uh, here, me and my wife are on a mission to turn people back to a relationship with God and away from legalism. Here, we discuss kingdom marriage, health relationships, and what it means to be a true disciple. Let's stay tuned, stay blessed, and most importantly, stay connected to the ultimate power source, which is Jesus. All right, we about to start, y'all. Disciples, your boy Rico and your girl Michaela. How y'all doing today, man? Hope you guys had like a good week. Uh, I know we did too. Um, man, it's crazy. Tomorrow we celebrate our you know four year anniversary. We've been together for five almost five years, but it's our four year anniversary. It is, yeah, because 2017 plus four is 2021. Give us some time, y'all. She over there doing the math. I'm gonna do the math after this. I'm not good with that, y'all. Do y'all when y'all counting the years? Do y'all count the year that you're going that you're going into as one, or do you just, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like you do the, I'd be like 2017, 2018, and I'd be like one. Right. It, I guess it's, I guess it's, I guess it's like for um, you know how like you turn one years old, you know you don't you don't say like oh he's two because he does this. It's just like I guess when you accumulation of like the, the, the months pretty much it reached that point it's like your anniversary like your one year yeah. birthday you've been born it took you a year to get here so i guess that's how it is but honestly us being together is almost five years yes we start dating in february so definitely so definitely that's like a five year pretty much turn yeah I'm almost there mm-hmm. oh man oh man we got some some good stuff today guys uh, I know last week uh, we talked, we dived in and talked about family. Uh, this week we're gonna be talking about friends and just um, it's it's a it's a good topic. Um, it's actually a good thing. And, what? Stop saying um. Stop saying um. <laughs> I mean, I to, I hey y'all y'all count how many times Rico words. says um in the podcast. And they get like a prize. Yeah, comment them. comment down below how many times he says um. How many times he says um. Mm-hmm. I just need to try to find some filler words. I don't know if I need to read a dictionary. If I be repeating myself too, y'all, y'all let me know and count how many times I be saying something too. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna count. You already said it. You already. I, I'm I'm four on you now. Mm-hmm. I'm four on you. Oh now. goodness. <laughs> oh man, uh, but guys, we're gonna talk about friends, and you know, I mean, every time I think about like friends, I always think, I always like try to sing this song like friends. Oh goodness! How much? Of us? How many of us oh, have them? Rico always butchering the song. See, I butcher no. names, but I don't. I try not to butcher songs. I try not to, too. But like, I guess like I get in like a space where I feel like I know the song, but like my mind moving fast, so my yeah, the words come out. Yeah. Like, I didn't really mean to say it. Man, y'all ever put on a song, y'all be like, I'm going to kill the verses in this song. Because you remember, like, back when you used to be able to, and then it comes on, and you're like, uh, you're like running over all your words. You like kind of like stuck pretty much? Yeah. you like, oh, man, it's definitely not, you know, the you know the aspect of, you know, what I'm trying to do. I'm weak. Uh, 
But this is the end of this this um, series, you guys, for Pain with the Purpose, talking about friends. So we're excited about this, really wrapping this up and um, really just taking you guys along the journey with us. Mm-hmm. It's been a fast. It feels like this year is going by so fast. I, I was with a customer today mm-hmm. and I was like, man, what today is? Like, I'll be really, I'll really be forgetting the days. Like, I don't be knowing the, the days no more. I just be like, all right, I'm at work, this and that. I get off. And I was like, man, we almost man we almost like to september so it's like yeah. crazy then like next week we'll be next week we'll be almost through have almost halfway through september so it's like man these days are going by fast i guess when you was younger in school everything just went by so slow but now it's like you older now everything just moves so fast i think it's one of those things where we were talking about um i think it was like last week or something we was like when we take it it seemed like when you take it one day at a time the days go by fast exactly Cause I be looking up y'all and I wake up at me and my son Uriah, we wake up at like nine 30, um, sometimes earlier, depending on how he's feeling. But I look up, you guys, it's like four or five o'clock and Rico's texting me talking about, Hey babe, I'm on my way home. <laughs> so it does seem like the days are going by fast. Plus, aren't we finna start going into daylight savings? I think, no, I think daylight. Well, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I think that starts in November, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's when what time moves a little bit back. Mm-hmm. So you get like an extra extra uh, hour of sleep, which yeah. ain't nothing. That hour, man, that hour be flying by. It be like a minute. I don't know what you talking about. That extra hour do me some good because hour. yes, that that extra. I I sleep good on daylight savings. I sleep I, very good. I don't know. I just sleep. I sleep good anywhere, pretty much. For, for me, I just sleep. I sleep good anywhere. So y'all, um, what is friend? What is the definition to friends to y'all? Like, ask yourself that. I'm not. I was gonna go on Google and stuff and give out this definition, but for me, when I think of friends, I think of someone who can be trusted, someone who has my back, someone who, um, basically, I can be like, okay, that person, you know, they're they're down for me. Like, I'm confident. And that person being loyal because loyalty is a very big thing when you think about like friendships like I feel like loyalty and friendships go hand in hand what you think babe I mean I, I agree with you too because mm-hmm. I mean like when you think when you just think of friends period you just like you know you know if you ask somebody they'd be like man friends are like you know ride or die they there for you they're close like brothers pretty much mm-hmm. um, they, or you got some people that say um, I don't got friends, but I got frenemies, you know. What? <laughs> like, you never heard that before? Throw them away. Those frenemies? Yeah. yeah you definitely don't need them. Those, you can't be half and half. Like, you be half and half. Like, you friend with somebody, like, and you just, like, don't, and they're, like, op- they're opposition to you. You're like, man, that's my friend, but I kind of keep them at a further distance, you know? Yeah, throw them away. You can't just jump back and forth. Right. Um, but I have heard it before, like, especially, like, you know, high school, middle school, little uh, slight drama and stuff. Like, I, I've i heard it before, you, you know? Did you say Skype? No, babe. I said, no, what did I say? I said, I think I said type. Oh, the type. Yeah. yeah I thought you said Skype. Like, I type said, things. Man, I even, nobody has even talked about Skype. That was... That was before Zoom came out. Man, I'm not tripping off no Skype, y'all. Uvu all the way. Uvu, Uvu was was Uvu. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uvu. When you was like 12 or 10 years old. I think no, I was in high school, but I think it came out. It did come out in middle school. Uh, 
but yeah y'all let's get back on topic so friends um when i think of friends like again like i said somebody like loyalty for me is not a like that's a un that's i can't that's a um what's it called undebatable you have to be loyal i mean i think loyalty is something that we all look into um god is one of his characteristics is loyal you know um or when you see the disciples they were they were loyal to an extent they fell short but they were still loyal you know um so yeah i feel like what do you think rico like as far as like friends like back on the subject of friends i feel like in today's i feel like in today's world uh friends has just been it's been like mis you know misused and abused pretty much because only i'm i'm gonna tell you why i'm gonna tell you the reason why uh that reason don't be looking at me. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. But anyway, the reason the reason why, you know, the world has, you know, changed this view is because, like, you know, friends supposed to be loyal to each other, mm-hmm. almost like brothers, pretty much, you know, like yeah. real tight. Or sisters. Yeah, uh, sisters and everything. You you know, but in today's life, we call everybody our friend. Oh, man, that's my friend. This is my friend. Yeah. But they're not really your friend. Mm-hmm. You know, they're your associates or... There are people that just you just talk to a friend is not someone you just like man we just man we talked about sports and that was it man. yeah like y'all cordial yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like cordial. every time you tell me y'all talk about sports man it's not a friend mm-hmm. you ain't never been on their house you ain't never met their mom the parents you know you mm-hmm. know y'all you guys ain't never really hung out so you just like an associate pretty much and i mm-hmm. feel like for me that's what i struggle with the most um when i get in like new areas i be trying to like make friends with everybody i guess I guess, like, I'm just, like, a really cool person, and I just, like, look at the world, like, oh, this is one big happy spot, or everybody get along with each other, then I get hit with realities. Nah, nobody want to mess with you, nobody want to talk to you. People really pick and choose who they want to hang around with. Uh, even people pick, you know, what you call, like, the frenemies things, right? You know, is pretty much, people pretty much, like, choose different people, you know, in their circle, but they don't really like them. You get what I'm saying? So they kind of like keep them at a distance. Like, oh, they're my friends, but it's like only for like the benefit of me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's just how I, that's just how I can relate to it pretty much. And, and, but as we, as we dig in the word, you know, it's a little different, you know, what a friend is, you know, um, you know, in the word, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, that a friend, you know, a friend, has multiple, you know, multiple kisses and a brother is born out of, you know, adversary. So it just like shows you like, even through the tough times, you know, you're going to gain that brother or sister through those tough times instead of like, you know, having that friend that's nearby you all the time and just like patting you up like, man, yeah, yeah, you doing, you know, this and that. And, and a brother or sister being like pretty much real with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So an enemy multiplies kisses. I feel you on that though. I feel you. Cause if you, you know, like, y'all know, like, the little high school drama or whatever where it be females, and you like, dang, I thought they was cool. You know what I'm saying? And then the girl, like, telling the girl, yeah, girl, you look good in that. And then she go back to somebody else and be like, girl, I don't know what that girl got on. You know, that's like an enemy multiplying kisses. But your friend would be like, girl, if you don't go take that off, like, I don't know what you're going through right now, but you need to go take like, that off. be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't be fake, you know. I mean, I was listening to this guy. He was talking about, like, you know, you should surround yourself with, like, more real people because you got to have those people around you that's going to check you. Like, don't allow me. If I'm messing up, don't allow me just be like, 
you know, oh man, you you know, be real with me. If I messed up, just like, hey man, you need to do this better. Like, critique, critique me. You know what yeah. I need to be doing. You know what I can benefit better and what I can do. Um, but there is a difference between someone that's actually critiques you, you know, out of love and stuff, and then a person that doesn't, you know, really fun with you like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always tell, you know, because at the end of the day, they're trying to motivate you. Yeah. Other people, other people are trying to break you down, and that's what they treat pretty much watching out for is to break you down. And I don't feel like a friend would ever like try to pull you down or like try to kind of take you off your course, you know? Right, yeah. Like a friend would be like you fall and then you know hey friend like get up I'm standing up and that's what like in the Bible it talks about that like how you know it's better off for it to be two three people together you know because they could pick one each other up but if a man is by himself who can pick him up you know what I'm saying when he's down so that's a that's like that's huge I feel that because even as a like I feel you like as a kid you was talking about like how um you know, you live in this big world. You think it's cool and everything. And I think about, like, as a kid, I used to always call everybody my friend. And then I'd be like, hey, mom, that's my friend. Or, hey, dad, that's my friend. And then they'd be like, that kid acting like they don't even know you. You know, like, everybody is not your friend. And sometimes we have a tendency in thinking that people are our friends, but they're not really our friends. You know, friends are... Um, that's something very sacred. That's you don't You don't choose... You don't choose, you don't get to choose your family, but you get to choose your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no blood relationship with your friends. You know, that's somebody that you're choosing to be vulnerable with. And um, today in society, even among men, me and Rico were talking about it, or women, period, um, friendships is, is looked down upon and it's even viewed as a weakness to be vulnerable with somebody oh, yeah. in a way that you would be with friends, you know? And that can be very, very unhealthy. That's like, uh, I know um, for, uh, you know, if you take like, you know, being in a relationship is just being relatable to each other. Yeah. You know, that's, it come, your relationship comes from we're related, got related in there. Um, so it just shows you that, like you said, you can choose your friends pretty much. You just want to surround yourself with like people that's going to like, you know, help, you know, help you out and long run as you help them too. It's not, it's not like choosing people like, oh, man, this guy knows like, you know, 20 people that's famous and I'm going to get with him. No, don't use don't use people. Yeah. You know, I actually love on these people because, you know, before anything happens like that. Yeah. You know? And that's how it is a lot like in the industry, like as far as like people trying to be popular and get known. Yeah. And that's even with females too. They want to get around, you know, women that look good and that's who they are. They identify with the physical aspects instead of like the spiritual aspects. And the reality of it is you can get with somebody who's physically good, but if they're spiritually not well, then that can start eventually start contaminating you. You know what I'm saying? Cause, um, what is it? What's that verse where it says something about, um, bad company bad yeah bad company corrupts good behavior or good um what's it called um i think it's good behavior yeah something like that but um yeah bro like we really gotta monitor like who we with and stuff and that's really and it's sad too because relationships nowadays really are superficial you don't know if people are getting with you because they actually cool with you or they're getting with you because of how people would view you in society and how they view you in society that's when you start discerning yeah you have to you know who's like you know pretty much for you 
Yeah. You can always tell, man. It, you see a lot of red flags. You know, everybody's been there where you see these red flags and you, like, try to ignore them. Because I've been there and then you get hurt at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, man, I just tried to try to help you out. Yeah. You know? Because friendships have to be God-ordained, too. Like, you have to be just just as picky as you would be, like, in a relationship with it's, somebody. It's you got to be, yeah, because it's, like, for me and you, like, we started off at, in a friendship before we even moved right. into a relationship. So if you were like, come on, Kayla, let's go smoke weed, let's go do this, let's go do that, that eventually would start trickling down on me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's just one of those things where you have to really be careful with who you... um allow yourself to become in an alliance with because I feel like you know I feel like we sometimes we do forget to even think about that yeah because I feel like we think in the long run we look at like the end goal versus like what the time is now it's like man if I can just you know hang hang with the cool kids hang around this this crowd it's gonna benefit me in the future but these be the same people that I know some of y'all out there you know seeing it where you friends with these people in high school, y'all in the popular group, and you don't even talk to them no more. It's like, you know, I had a lot of, uh, I mean, we used to, you know, you know, your teachers just always say, I don't even know why y'all weren't about friends and this and that. Some of y'all not going to even talk to each other by the time y'all get out of school. And You be hot, too. You, you be like, that ain't yeah, true. Y'all, that ain't true. Yeah, we're going to be friends forever. No. But you just mad because you ain't got no friends. Yeah, just to find <laughs> out. And, you, and the reality is, you was like, man, you know, these teachers was right. Yeah. It's, it's really, like, rare. Like, there's people I hung around high school that I barely even talk to anymore. You know, everybody just kind of, like, live their own life. You know, everybody went different ways. Mm. So, it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. And also, also just, you know, important choosing your friends. You also don't want to, like, surround yourself with, like, you know, you know bad people. Because mm. then that can start reflecting on you. Like, the saying goes, you know, you are, you are who you hang around. Yeah. And it is true. Yeah. It's a true thing it's a very it's a very true thing yeah um i know a lot of people probably like wonder like well jesus hung around the disciples this and that you know but he wasn't you know he wasn't like that so how you how can you say that you are who you hang around with you know you gotta think about you just gotta think about jesus you know jesus is he's for one he's the son of god you know he's the all-knowing being pretty much you know um he was perfect and he knew his mission he had one mission you know and but the guys that hung around him benefit from him you know because these guys went on to become apostles and you know people churches and they you know leadership you know they got what they got in relationship with jesus and sprung out Mm -hmm. yeah they were sad that he left like to the point where if you read when i believe it's in uh you believe it's in matthew um, as they, you know, when Jesus like went up in heaven, like they were really like sad. Like they were like, man, like you going to leave, you know, how can we, where can, what do we do now? Like, you know, they lost for words. Like, what can we do? You know? And when Jesus come back, he just tells them like, Hey, go out and, you know, do what you need to be doing. You know, remember what I told y'all, you know, go out, cast out demons in my name, you know, do this and that, you know, and leave. Like he told Peter, he said, Hey, go feed my sheep. You know, he didn't come back telling you know and that's and that's the thing too you know friends ain't gonna bring up some past about you like oh remember that time you know you owe me money oh remember that time man when jesus when jesus came back and he talked to peter he told peter he had peter come here 
you know. And Peter, in the Bible, it says that, you know, Peter was like, you know, God, God, Jesus had asked him, do we love him three times? And Peter was like thinking like, oh, he's probably saying this because I denied him and he knew it. You know, he wasn't even worrying about that. You know, he just said, hey, go feed my sheep. He didn't say like, remember that time, you know, you did that. I was right, right. He ain't, he ain't confronting him like that. He said, hey, go feed my sheep. And another thing, like another important takeaway on that too, is like even like Paul and Jesus was like the prime example, like most importantly. Um, but with all that to be said, like we're when we go out and talk to other people and evangelize and really just be servants of God, because it's not about us, okay? Like the whole prophet and apostle so-and-so is just getting out of control. If Jesus was the savior of the world and he was the son of God and he was just called Jesus, then how much more you and me? Exactly. And we're sinners. Um, but the what we need to know is the difference between when Jesus sat with this with the the um you know the sinners or whatever versus when Jesus went into that church and he started beating everybody because they were gambling. Now, when he went into the church, there was no change. No one felt no conviction. No one knew that that was wrong. And he corrected them. Exactly. Now, when Jesus is going and sitting down and the Pharisees are looking at him like, why are he, Why is he sitting with sinners? These sinners wanted to change because Jesus said that he came to heal the sick. Mm-hmm. So that being said, Jesus didn't stay in the company of people who were evildoers. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. he, he went to people that had the... They wanted to change everybody that he came in contact with. Most of the people you even see like the disciples that he chose, like they did a 380. They didn't sit and remain in their sin. Right. They and just, like dropped, they dropped everything. Right. Left with and that friendship with Jesus is not going to allow us to sit in sin. And we see that like in the Bible firsthand, everybody turned away, you know, from their sin to follow him. They left everything behind that they had to follow him. And so that's important, man, because like as with as us being believers and stuff and with Jesus like renewing us, it don't mean be be um what's it called? Right what does it mean? What's it called? Self-righteous. Yeah, yeah. It don't mean be self-righteous and think that you better than everybody and you got to hide yourself because you don't want anybody else's stains to get on you. <laughs> that's not what that means. It's just a matter of being firm, having, that's why the Bible tells us to have our feet like planted firm. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we won't be shook. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody can't come to us and be like, Hey bro, this is what I, you should never like when you're following the Lord, bro, you should not be easily influenced. That's why you better win. Yeah. And it's like, you know, um, and I feel like, I feel like also it's like, it's in a way sometimes is when you know us you know followers of Christ pretty much we get into a space like oh we're only supposed to be friends with people followers of Christ and that's like not true all the time yeah I've got I've gotten that too yeah, before I, y'all everybody's done that I have. Looking yeah. So then you meet these people, then they kind of like, ah, this point. Yeah, I like I like unsaved people better than I do saved people. Yeah. I mean, I love all people, but I just feel like I relate to people more who don't know who Jesus is, right. or like who who don't have it all together. Do that make sense? Yeah, because I've seen like, some authentic, you know, Christ followers before. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of Christ followers that like, because people look at person that follows God, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, they must be perfect, suit on, nice hair, nice teeth, this and that. Then you meet another guy, he's Christian too, but he's like, 
rough around the edges. You know, he he may slip a cuss word one or time, you know, one or two times, and you know, but his heart doesn't change for Jesus. He's like fired up, and I met a guy like that dude fired up for Jesus, bro. Like whole one eighty switch in real fired up for him. You know, there's times where you know he's he had a cuss word slip one or two, you know, but he was fired up like. You know, did not play by Jesus, bro. Like for real. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's real. That's what you need. That's how thin. That's how thin. You don't need to be fake in front of people. Ain't no point. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna be be real. The disciples were real in front of Jesus, and yeah. he was the son of God sitting right in front of them. They was real. They went through everything we went through. You know, a lot of people don't know that they argued amongst who's gonna who's the greatest of them all. They argued about that. They argued. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus, you know, Jesus had to tell him, like, hey, man, come y'all gonna betray me, man. You know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, and this continued to where, you know, when before he had got caught, you know, before he got, I said caught, before he went to jail, he took two two people with him. And those people was talking about, talking to Jesus, like, hey, you know, can we sit at your right hand? You know, this and that. And they like, you know, this is like pretty much high side. And talking about, like, hey, man. Forget the rest of them, you know, what about us? You know, we we've been down with you, you know, since the get down, you know. Um, so but God doesn't choose he doesn't choose he doesn't have favorites. There's no favoritism. Um, the Bible talks against that, you know, not to have favoritism. Um He loves us all the same. He loves us all the same, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? He loves us all the same. And I feel like that's what we need to really aim for is to have those relationships with people that that's not even following them. It's not surrounding yourself with people that's not relatable because you have a relationship because you're going to find something relatable with them. You know, if both of y'all like out adventure, you know, doing stuff outside, you guys going to pretty much go fishing or do this and that. And that's what y'all like to do. And you never know that whatever you sharing with him, him or her, you know, that can pretty much... Like, hey man, like tell me about the Jesus thing again. And there you go. And it opens up a walk, it opens up a gate because now they have trusted you to let, you know, to come into their space pretty much. Yeah. And a lot of the times, bro, like from what I've seen and like just from what I've heard too, like sometimes, bro, like you could people would just be drawn to you. Like that's the difference between actually knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. And then, like, putting on a costume on Sundays or for Bible studies or for when you're doing good deeds. Like, when you when you actually know who Jesus is, bro, like, you're just going to naturally attract people. People are just going to be so attracted to you to the point where you're just going to automatically make that connection. And it's just going to, like, come, just creep up in there. And people going to be like, dang, they hecka cool. Like, why they ain't worrying? Why they ain't stressing about this or that? You know what I'm saying? And then it's just going to, like, just come off. And it's, it's I'm telling you, man, because it's actually important because people be looking at that. They're like, oh, that guy, man, he only mess with people that a church. He ain't going to mess with me. And it kind of, like, that's, I feel like that's what a lot of people in the church get hurt at, especially, like, people that read that's coming to Christ for the first time mm-hmm. and they see that no one wants to talk to them because of like what they did or everybody knew about what they did or their past and people like to define you by your past um, you shouldn't define them by their past you know because their past is past is gone like what can they do to take they can't go into the past and take it back you know they would not even been here where they you might not even seen them if they was going to take all that back it's your past doesn't define who you are 
It's what you're doing right now. The decision you make right now is going to define you. You know who you are, pretty much. Yeah. And, like, it's like, it's no plan. Like, you're going to follow Christ. And I feel like we just make it so complicated. We make it complicated. You know, following Christ ain't complicated. It's easy. You follow him or you don't. You choose to follow him. The road ain't perfect. You know, I feel like that's what they don't really, you know, preach a lot in church. Like, following Christ ain't perfect, man. They need to preach that more, you know. Following him ain't perfect. It's not It's not going to be. That's why the Bible tells us to carry our cross up daily. Daily. It didn't say take it up one time and everything going to be perfectly fine. You know, you got to do this thing. How do you think that affects your friendships, though? Like, by you having a relationship with Jesus, how does that, like, what's, like, the, um, the advantage of, like, having a relationship with Jesus and then having a relationship with other people? I feel like the advantage is it's crazy. It's crazy because I kind of got asked that same question, mm-hmm. but now it was it wasn't Jesus related, but it was like towards my character. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like the advantage for it is that you first off following Christ, man. You you learn you know you you learn how to love. You know you love Him first. You know you know Jesus loves you, and so it's like man. If Jesus loved these people, I can love too. It's like a vanity. You already like up on a vanity. You got think about these people that you meet and bump into. People ain't really nice to them all the time, you know? And that one interaction with you that you're going to do towards them is going to really define, like, because that can really have saved them or something. Because people, you know, get to a space where they don't want to, like, you know, sorry to say this, you know, live anymore, you know, or just be very in a depressive field. And that one time you like, hey, how you doing? How's your day going? And I feel like a lot of people don't even ask that, like, how's your day going? It, it kind of, it really, I start doing that more and I feel like it cut, you know, it kind of like. It shocks people. It shocks people that you ask that. It's like, oh, it's going good. You know, I'm doing mm-hmm. good. How about yours? I'm like, doing good. Because I feel like you should ask that. How's mm-hmm. your day going? How you, you know, how you been? You know, everything cool with you? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like we don't really take the time out to ask people how to how, how are they doing mm-hmm. you know and it makes them feel good like oh man this person cares about my day you know yeah let me tell him you know how my day going so that's pretty much that's pretty much I have on that I feel that I feel like it really um cause when you're when you're creating like relationships friendships um you are Putting yourself out there. Now, does that mean just let your heart just roam wild? No. Absolutely guard your heart. But I feel like without Jesus, like when I wasn't with Jesus, bro, like I felt like I went unguarded in a lot of my friendships to the point where I built a like wall of like, you know, like separation, like isolation from other people because I didn't want people to hurt me. And I felt like it was one of those things that people had to earn, you know, in a way where I was like, hey, don't come near me because I don't want you to hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Due to my past experience of not allowing, you know, not setting boundaries in place. And I feel like that is a very big advantage when you have a relationship with Jesus, because when you start creating these friendships and stuff, you already know who your identity is. So you don't have to. um feeder and touch this that and this when that's not you you know what i'm saying you could put those boundaries and those healthy um guidelines and stuff down so then 
you know, you can have something in place and tell these people, hey, this is what's... The, and then also to be able to have discernment on what's healthy and what's not healthy. Because that's so important. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I definitely agree with that. You know, you definitely don't want to be in a space where stuff is very unhealthy. Yeah. You know, stuff can become draining sometimes. You know, especially hanging around certain people. Yeah. I Like, I always followed this, like, I guess when I was young... I know I see a lot of guys follow certain people and what it led them to. I, and that turned me like, you know what? Let me worry about what I got to go, what I got going on, mm-hmm. versus just following somebody. Because man, I was never told and taught how to be a follower. I was told to be a leader. You know, everybody should be leaders. Don't be followers. Because somebody jump out the bridge, are you gonna be? Are you gonna be jumping too? Yeah. I feel like that's what we all say, you know. Yeah. But at I have to like admit like there were some days I was there were some times in my youth and stuff where I was ignorant. Ignorant yeah. is ignorant if y'all don't know, if y'all too proper. But ignorant, I was ignorant because I was doing stuff I just had no business doing. Cause I feel like God makes us all leaders in our own way. You know what I'm saying? To be able to stand out, to be his light, you yeah, know. That's, that's why I rarely talk about like that's why a lot of people don't people know the person I've become versus person I used to be. Because it's like, I don't look on my past and be like, man, like, let me shine lights so I can seem cool or anything. Like, I done done some crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if people hear that side, they'd be more interested in that side than this, what I'm living now. Because it may not interest them. You know, that catches them right there. The only thing I'll share is just stories and scenarios I've been through. You know, I don't like to give my life uh, over to anybody, you know, that's a special thing that we, you know, as we grow as brothers or sisters, I can share, you know, personal stuff like that, you know, and everything. So, mm-hmm. or I just keep it mutual. I know? feel it. I just feel like when you, I feel like in a way, as believers, like we still are supposed to guard our hearts, but we right. do have to be vulnerable exactly. because we're, we have to be kind. We have to be loving, you know, even in in a world that's not loving and not kind. You know, there may be times where you go out and you ask somebody how they're doing and they just blatant you ignore you. Or when you go out and people are so focused about your exterior that they're not worried about your interior. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things where we we do have to. I feel like those testimonies and stuff. Now, I, I understand what you're saying and everything. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. But those testimonies are what pulls people in because it's people out there that, you know, people have this negative conception of the church where I did too, where I thought everybody who was in church was saved and their parents were born in wedlock and all this other stuff. But the reality of it is us as believers, when we have these testimonies of how Jesus has brought us through the fire, even when we live that sinful life, you know what I'm saying? That is like something that's like, um, like you want to zoom into because you're like, okay, if he did it for them, why wouldn't he do it for me? You find I'm coming from? So it really just shows the power of God. Even Paul talked about, I, I at one time crucified Christians, but God made me a sinner. You know, he, he showed, he showed mercy to me. So then me even being the worst of sinners, you know, it, it can show other sinners that they can be forgiven and have that mercy extended to them too. And so I just, uh, it's just, it's a beautiful thing to me because, you know, like testimony, it's like you could be, it's relatable. You know what I'm saying? It makes people, it makes, 
makes you relatable to people and they they're able to be like dang you know man, man i know you've been through all that man and it's not even just that though because you have to we both have to understand that like we you know going up in a church or whatever or going to different church events and stuff you know sometimes we had those um you know in our heads like of like you know like how the church be like you know you have those things where you like i can't do this at church i can't do this jesus won't accept me if i do this oh i can't do that because it's not talked about it's rarely talked about or it's so looked down upon that the church doesn't even want to talk about it but it's like when somebody you from i'm coming from yeah yeah i definitely i definitely agree and you had a mouthful of that you have a mouthful. Hey, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, that's that's, that's good. You know, it's really good. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he downloaded. He downloaded that. Yeah, he did. That's good. He did, y'all. That's good. All right, guys. Um, as uh, as we continue the lesson, guys, we do have a few verses we want to share with you guys. Um, so I have a verse. Uh, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read, then Kelly's gonna read. Okay. Um, so this verse comes from uh, Proverbs 13, 20. This is in the NIV version. Uh, it says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion food surface harm. So, what does that mean to you, Kelly? Bad company corrects good um, behavior or good morals. I feel that. If you. Okay, so it's just like this, bro. You it's go, a lot of ways. yeah. You go to the liquor store or whatever, and all your friends are known to be drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? Or they known to be, you know, robbers and stuff, right? But you're not a robber and you're not a drug dealer, right? But you know exactly what they're doing, right? Now, if you're hanging out with people and you know that what they're doing is wrong in your head you're becoming in an alliance with it so that means that you're not against it right so if they go in a store and they go rob some people and they go sell some drugs or whatever they do like a drug thing and the police come in and it's a drug bust or they get caught because they were robbing the store you were in companion with them so because of that you're gonna suffer harm you're gonna go to jail and you're gonna be um, prosecuted because if you didn't do that, why would you be hanging out with them? Exactly. They, that's how that's how the jury's gonna see it. They gonna see it as like, oh, yes, he can be pleading, but he wasn't tripping with them because they got caught. He wasn't the one to turn the whole situation around. Right. So if you feeling like we should never did this and that, you should have turned the whole situation around or not been there at all. You know, because they not you friends with these people. They not forcing you to be here. You know, mm. and. I just think about, um, I just think about, like, you know, how, you know, we have gangs and, you know, just they equal all over the world. And, like, how at first, you know, it starts off as friendly organization, just how I me and you was a start organization, me and you was too, just chilling. Mm-hmm. And we doing stuff in the community, helping people. Then it just takes that one person to realize, you know what? How. We can, man, we can do other stuff too. You know what I'm saying? And it just starts ringing bad. And it starts, it corrupts everything. Now it's like, well, it, well, it tended for good, you know, and now it's like bad now. Now it's looked down upon. You know what I'm saying? It's looked down upon. And the many ways I wanted to discuss about that, it's like, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to take simple as this. Like, if you, you and a friend, 
and y'all like you know you know you you're you're not a bully but the friend that you hang around and bullies everybody talks about people this and that so in your mind I feel like there's gonna be that one it's gonna it's gonna be a time where you have to face the other end of that stick you know where this person is talking to you like that and because if they act like that towards somebody how can you don't think you're gonna they're gonna act like that towards you if y'all have a dispute or something or it's and like you said you know you become incompatible with them so you now you're laughing but you're not joking on the person you see this person is hurting you could have just stopped it like hey man this ain't cool but you want to fit in and i feel like where we messed up and you know especially our youth and everything or any of those we try to we try so hard to fit in and i feel like that messes us up because when you follow christ it christ doesn't fit into your life your situation you know your situation fits into his you know what i'm saying you know that's when you give your life over to him you know what i'm saying i know i kind of went off the rails off on that point but that's it's a true thing you know it's not about trying to prove your work to anything any organization any this and that it's all about you know because you don't got to prove nothing to jesus what you got to prove to him you know he already knew what you are you know he just wants you to follow him and that's what you do mm-hmm. so that's how i see it yeah or even like um you know married man or married woman exactly. you know you can't if you go hang out with somebody who's single or they're married and they're cheating on their spouse and they wilding, right? If you, in the back of your head, if you're like, dang, this is not for God. So I can't be in the company of this. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But nine out of 10, if you are in the company of that, then you going to fall into some activities that you ain't supposed to be falling into. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> like I always had this thing I mean, this is like, this is nothing personal to people, but like, since I'm a married, you know, married person, I prefer to hang around people that are married to, only because um, it's just like, we're all married, so that we were relatable on that. And it's like, if I hang with someone single, they gonna wanna do some single things. Instead of like someone married, they wanna do married things, you know? You know, or, you know, you guys leave your spouse or, you know, you guys go out together. You know, you just back of your head. Y'all already know y'all got spouses and stuff like that. So it's like you guys keep each other accountable. And that's important in finding the right friends to keep each other accountable. A lot of things people don't keep each other accountable because they too they're too busy trying to fit in. You know, no one cares. People be mean to somebody and they know they're being mean, but not speak up at all because they're scared. They want to be. In that in that person's you know circle or this and that, so you just gotta be very careful with that. Ain't no point to just fitting in. If you gonna fit in and you you trying all you gonna be doing all your life trying to fit in somewhere and never fitting in and never really fitting. In. I've tried. <laughs> I think we've all tried. Yeah, I think I think we all I think we all been there. I think we all been there. So Proverbs seventeen seventeen y'all next next verse. Look, <laughs> All right, 17. Yeah. So we coming out of the NIV. At least I am. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. What does that mean, you babe? Uh, uh, so, man, this, this is crazy because that verse been on my mind all week. And I've been 
going, trying to find figure out what it really means. And the download I just got from Jesus pretty much is just like, you know, you can be an assembly of full of people that you call friends, you know, and a friend will always, you know, I guess show only their side that benefits you, if that makes sense. I'm gonna explain that. And in, in meaning like, just say for example, like me and you, if me and you as friends, right? Mm-hmm. And for example, I'm like, I'm like doing something I ain't got no business doing. But you don't say nothing. You continue to like think I'm, I'm doing good all the time and not bad. But a person born out of adversity, you know what I'm saying? A situation, situational, you know, emphasis on the situational, you know, you that's where a person that's adopts it real because a brother, you know, a brother or a sister that's like defined in that, they'll be truthful with you, like, hey man, I don't think you should be doing all that. You know, just be you know, you being real with them. You loving them and that's love because I f- I always hear that, you know, someone that loves you gonna tell you the truth. You know. They only they don't let you do anything you can. They only they'll probably let you go do something so horrible and be standing there like, man, I told him, but you never told him anything. You know, you let that man do that. You know, you could have stopped that. So that's what it means to me. There everybody has different opinions of what it means to them. You know what I'm saying? So what it means to you, Kelly? Hmm. Well, I guess like a friend, it says loves at all times. So no matter what you do, they still going to love you no matter whether your social status changes or it's not going to be a matter of convenience or benefiting them, you know, so they're still going to love you. It's not superficial. And then a brother is born for a time of adversity. Um, I've met some life-changing people that I know God has sent into my life at a time of adversity at a time where I was on my knees at a time where I needed encouragement or at a time where I was just sitting there confused and didn't know what was going on like God has always mysteriously just allowed these different relationships to just spring up and it wasn't a friend it was more of like a brother and I feel like it was more of like a brother in Christ or like a sister in Christ, you know? And, um, you know, sometimes God has a funny sense of humor where when we're going through something, he gives us, if we pay attention, he gives us those little winks or those little knock, knock, I'm still here, you know? <laughs> and um, to kind of just wake us up so then we could be alert to him and really be sensitive to hearing him and wanting to talk to him and have a relationship with him and being real with ourselves about our relationship with him. So, um, I think that's a, that's a great thing. Cause sometimes bro, you could be the one going through something. It could be your time of adversity, or you could be the brother or the sister that could be coming into someone else's life at a time of adversity. So it's something that's sensitive, but I really do believe that every time God has allowed someone to come in my life at a time where I was battling adversity, it has always been, um, God has always handpicked them. He doesn't just bring anybody, you know? So he, so he knows it's like he prepares it to the point where they won't be able to hurt his children, you know? So it's a protection. It's a, it's a, um, it's a comfortableness and it's a trust 
with that, and I think that's great. Yeah, I, I like that. Like it's a, it's a trust, pretty much. You know, you definitely want to be around people that you can trust. You know, you ain't gotta keep one eye open and one eye closed on the person. I'm not too sure about this. Yeah, cause that's not a friend. Like we're called, we're called to be to be in fruitful relationships. A part of those fruitful relationships is trust. You absolutely need trust. If you, we look at David and um, Saul, there was no trust. And the reason, and every time David turned his head or whatever, Saul was trying to kill that man, you know? David had to run away, you know? There was no trust. So you have to look over, if you have to look over your shoulder and your friendships, then there's something wrong. There's a breach. Um, So me and Rico were talking about this. And we want to just go ahead and, you know, because we, when we come on here, we're not coming on here to be no theologians, okay? I am not we're a theologian. I do not, I do not have a degree in theology. Writing. Yeah, we're not, no. This is relationship with Jesus. This is, this is pure. So, um, we got to get y'all some biblical references, though. So, we talked about a good, we, we're talking on the subject of fr- or friendship, pain with a purpose friendship, right? So, a good friendship in the Bible would be Solomon, right? Solomon, David, and Nathan. And I put all them together um, because Nathan was known as a prophet, and David was on his dying, his deathbed, right? And his son, I'm actually going to go ahead and put it underneath for the, I think, I believe it was, it's either first kings or second kings before Solomon is about to take reign. I'm going to go ahead is that first king second kings or is that first samuel i don't know i'm gonna link it below y'all i just know that it's in the bible so anywho solomon david and nathan david is on his deathbed david's son takes it upon himself to go ahead and try to crown himself even though god had told david that solomon was going to be the one that who who basically god took took pleasure in going ahead and giving um the crown to and um Everybody around David that was with him in his reign went ahead and gravitated towards the son. Now, please keep in mind, the son did not talk to David about this. King David did not tell anybody, you know, that he was a son. He didn't announce that he was, you know, the king or whatever. Um, So Bathsheba had came to David and was like, hold on, wait a minute. I thought you said Solomon was going to be king. Like, my Lord, like, remember this, you know, and David crowned Solomon. So anywho, y'all, this goes on to say Nathan was the only one that stood by David on his deathbed to make sure that this happened. He did not waver to the left and he did not teeter to the right. He stayed with David. And we see throughout the Bible, even with when David, um, when he cheated on, well, he didn't cheat, but he committed adultery with Bathsheba. Nathan came to him and he rebuked him. You know, and that is a, that is a.
it's that's a good relationship that's a good that's a great friendship right so on the other hand we see a bad friendship right and a bad friendship will be with Saul and Samuel and this friendship was a friendship that lacked boundaries and I'm gonna go ahead and list all these underneath y'all but Saul and um, Samuel they went out or whatever and Saul was taking up everything right he, he didn't listen to God and Samuel had to come to him and prophesy against Saul and basically tell him that he's no longer going to be king. God is dethroning him and he is going to put somebody else in charge. Right. And so in the Bible, you guys, Samuel was dis he wasn't, he was, he was, um, he was distressed. He was sad because Sam Saul was Samuel's friend. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? But Saul had put Samuel in a tough spot where he had to choose between his relationship with God and his comfortness in his relationship and his friendship with Saul. And it was so bad to a point where God came to Samuel and said, how long are you going to grieve over something that I've already set in place? And we see this and then we go further down with the lack of boundaries, right? Because you guys have to think about this. This man, he went out, he did all this, you know, Saul is taking stuff that could have put Samuel in a bad headspace with God. You know what I'm saying? Cause he's going out there thinking that, you know, they're listening to everything that he's saying or everything and they're not, they're going against God. You know what I'm saying? So that, like I said, that conflicted, there was a lack of boundaries. And then we see another lack of boundaries when Saul went to go talk to a witch. Now keep in mind, Saul, like when he was king or whatever, he was killing witches who banished them they were practicing divination and stuff far away they weren't even supposed to be doing it and Saul went to go contact Samuel and Samuel was like why did you wake me up it was a lack of boundaries and again Saul put Samuel in a headspace where he had to choose between Samuel had to choose between his relationship with God and Saul but Samuel cho- chose his relationship with God. So all that in to say, you guys read all this. I'm going to go ahead and link all these down below with all the biblical scriptures. You guys go ahead and read it for yourselves. Um, but this is all to say um, our friendships have to have boundaries. And we see what the lack of boundaries and the good bound- the good boundaries do with the good friendship, a godly friendship that's good, and then a friendship that's not so godly. Because if your friends are pulling you away from Jesus, there's an issue. There's obviously a confliction. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely every time. Every single time. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. That concludes our episode for the day. And uh, that closed the chapter on, you know, what is it, Kevin? Go on and say it. I, I like when you said it. Pain with a purpose. Pain with a purpose. Pain with a the, purpose. Uh, chapter on the series. And uh, looking Pain forward to, you know, what God has, you know, will place on our hearts, you know, to you know, go on next. But thank you, guys. Uh, feel free to, you know, look back through all the uh, episodes of Pain with a Purpose. And uh, also check us out on Instagram at True Disciple Tim two two two, you know, and also the same by the same name, you know, on uh, Facebook, and we also got like Spotify and Podbean, and uh, we also got a uh, is our website gonna be on there? The website? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna type it below to okay. you guys. Yeah, the website gonna be on there, and just you know you know feel free to share this with you guys, you know, give us feedback. 
um, and what we need to, you know, probably prove on. So we do need that. We're hey, we are all a family. True Disciple is a is a is a platform that God is a ministry on wheels. That's what it is. It's not tied to anything. It's a ministry on wheels. We're all family. So you guys are brothers and sisters. You know, if we, you know, give us honest feedback, that's what we need. You know, only way we can improve. And uh, this hopefully guys just blesses you guys. Um, but y'all have a good one. Good night. Tell them good night, Caleb. Good night, you guys. <laughs> good night. Y'all have a good one. Love you. Love you. God bless.